Ladies and gentlemen, very eventful week. A lot of developments going towards WrestleMania. And we're going to talk about them. We're going to talk about surprise returns. We're going to talk about hope because of said surprise returns. We're going to talk about confusing vacations. Ha, I made a pun. And all that other good stuff. We're also going to talk about the Dusty Rhodes classic. I'm going to try to avoid yelling out spoilers I saw on Twitter. And we're going to do a bunch of other fun stuff. We got an hour full of discussion and suedo analysis and all that good stuff. And I ain't going to hold you any longer. I'm about to close. Please put on a YouTube video in the background. Grab some popcorn. Grab a drink. And enjoy this week's edition of the Playmakers Blog Podcast Wrestling Edition. All right, ladies and germs, boys and girls, and gentlemen, we're back with another week of podcasting. Business. We have a that are happening on the TVs and a lot of things happening towards the road to WrestleMania. But before we get into all that, no left of me, as always, I'm great, man. I am really great. Hey, right, well, you know, first things first, shout out to the big dog, Roman Reigns. We're kicking leukemia's ass for the second time. Good on you, mate. Clap, clap, golf, clap, applause. All right, good. But um, besides that, and all the cheap goodness, go to www.shop.com and get your shirt that's not made with for. There's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of new matches that might be happening or might not be happening. I don't know. One match I know for sure that's going to happen at WrestleMania is Batista versus Triple H. Because I'm pretty sure they won't waste it on fast lane. Whew. Talking about throwing the curveball at people. Yeah, I mean, I saw that it was 956 and they were still talking. I didn't think Batista was going to come back with that, but I was wondering what was the hold up. Wow. It, this is going all the way back to SmackDown 1000. I know, they actually did something great. Like, they actually remembered what they wrote, like, months ago. It seems that they can't remember what they write, like, week by week. But here we are, Darnell. So, we have a a Becky Austin impersonation happen. Mm-hmm. We had a remission happen. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, just the end of the show, we think we're going to have a party because it is it is the ATL. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there, there's no place that does it better than the ATL when it comes to throwing parties. Oh, <laughs> kids don't know that. But... but an animal showed up and crashed the party. Rude and disrespectful. There, I must say. The curveball, curveball was thrown, and it hit, and it hit. Bruce Pritchard did a hell of a job on his first night on the job, man. Not to mention, we we have a new tag team. Yeah, and a yeah. tag team that I'm very interested in. Yeah, I mean, it's it's weird though. I mean, you know. So, Batista crashes the party. He has Triple H's t- attention now. 
yes, he he asked that question into the camera, you know, with very, very large amounts of anger in his eyes. I haven't seen Triple H move that fast in a while. I didn't know he could move like that in that suit. Hey, it's Ric Flair, man. You know how that, you know how much that man means to him. But I mean, so obviously this is going to be like for Raw only and a bunch of promos. But how how do you think the build for this is going to go now? Because it's happening. Like Batista, he's not he's not doing this and not going to have a match at WrestleMania. Like, but he's going to be at WrestleMania. How do you think this goes, though? Because we remember the last time Batista came back during the WrestleMania run. Except clearly, they learned from their mistakes, and he's a heel this time, which is good. He, I think, I think, I think in an interview he said he wanted to be a heel if he was to came back. I think in another interview he also said, like, you know, his retirement match he wanted to be against Triple H. He's fifty, so I mean. They this, don't look fifty. God, I, dude, I know. Like, maybe it's because he kept dipping in and out of wrestling. Because, brother, like, for not even for a fifty-year-old, like in general, as a human being, brother, brother looks fit. But fifty years old, bro, no matter how fit you look, bumps hurt. So I mean, I, WrestleMania against Triple H, and you open up the feud. By attacking Ric Flair on his birthday, this this may this could be the last hurrah. I mean, without a championship being on the line, how much bigger can Batista really get as far as a WrestleMania match goes? We can't. This is it. Yeah, right. Because I mean, dude, he's killing it right now. Like he he had that role in Blade Runner, which is like a really different role than what you see from a wrestler. He has like Guardians of the Galaxy and Avengers. Like he's he's doing it right now, and he's fifty. So I mean, he's on the other side of the century clock. So I mean, yeah, this is he ain't gonna go out no bigger. Like literally, unless you win the title and vacate it the next minute, you can't go out no bigger. But speaking of vacating a title, oh my goodness, brother! Like I'm confused. I'm I'm honestly confused because. The rookie, like, mind you, she's still a rookie. This isn't like, you know, she is kind of the Brock Lesnar of the women's division. But how does, like, Ronda Rousey just think that she can, like, demand stuff and then just vacate the title and drop it at a McMahon's feet and think that's going to, like, work out in her favor? Having a championship is, like, the only leverage you can ever have against a McMahon. You just going to give up the only leverage you got? Mind you, didn't she tap out Steph at like last year's WrestleMania? Yep. Like, there is no way she can get a favor from Stephanie. Talk about her daddy. Talk about her daughters. Tap her out last year and give up your belt. You might as well just be off the roster. Like, we wanted a Becky Austin angle. And then they threw another curveball. Ronda Rodgers has at least a title. Because my thing is, like, bruh, like, everybody, like, there's been rumors and there's been clamoring and blah, 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 you know, family planning and da, 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 But, dude, like, she she just we're, – we're in the WrestleMania season that's the most up in the air and, like, forever 
maybe if not ever. This is exactly what they doing. They we don't I've know never, what we're doing, so you know what? Nobody's gonna know what they're doing. Everything's up in the air. We're not just gonna have some things. Nope, everything. Now, truth be told, Arnell, there's been a lot of developments this week, but now we really only have one match for quote unquote sure. Because if Ronda really did vacate the belt, and it seems like the belt is vacated because when we get to SmackDown, there's another huge development. That may or may not happen because you know how stuff goes down. People come through, break up celebrations, blah, blah, blah. Remember, Dolph Ziggler got awarded a title and lost it the same night. But, I mean, let's just say, as of right now, it is, like, legitimately vacated. That literally means we have one actual set-in-stone match, even though we have ideas of what else is coming. I actually like blowing it up. I like, like, I don't like stuff being in the air and it seems like you don't know what you're doing. I like just blowing it up and having full chaos. Because it's something. That's what we got. Yeah, I, I like something other than nothing. I say that all the time. For them to just have pure chaos, I'm with it. F up everything. Just everything. Just, just blow it up. Because at this point, it's like being predictable got you in this mess. Now that you're in this mess, you got to make lemon made out of lemons. I mean, talk about talk about the ball is in the man's court. I mean, how do you feel right now? Because it's like, on one hand, we have nothing set for WrestleMania but like one match. On the other hand, that means that like literally every single match in WrestleMania is still left to be booked. There's hope all across the board to get on the card. There is hope. And speaking of hope, mm-hmm. after he announced his remission, yeah. a couple of Sheer brothers helped out another Sheer brother from a four-on-one assault. Even though said Shield brothers and other Shield brother aren't really like tight brothers because you know one did turn on another brother when a brother announced he had cancer kind of get kind of don't get over that in like a couple months but still it's the sentiment it's the thought that counts i mean remission to superman points to you superman points to you you take a current stop and you get spirit and we just gonna look at you in the rank Sounds about right. Yep, 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 yep. Goes to show you, Raw was pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah, it was like, it was boom, 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 boom. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, though, because going back to the thing you mentioned about the tag team, like, are you with the Raw Tag Team Champions? Losing to two different rookie tag teams back to back. See, if you would have asked me that right after the show, I would have said no. But seeing as the week has gone, I'm good with it. And what makes you change your mind? Because what happened this week. Let me know this ain't a one-time thing no more. This is for real. One time meaning what? 
you know how you throw together tag teams and they probably tag together for a couple of times and that'll be it. Just to keep the show going. Yeah. That's not the case with these two. DIY is reformed. <laughs> and oh god, it's it's so weird. Oh god, it's so weird. I I I appreciate the accounts that like report the TV tapings and stuff. And at the end of the day, you write spoiler warning for a reason. But it makes it even weirder. <laughs> because what's going on in the Dusty Rhodes Classic? And if you notice on the main roster this week, DIY didn't have a match. It was Ricochet and Aleister Black that had the matches. So it's weird because on NXT TV, you see DIY have the handshake and get back together. So on the main roster, you're like, what the hell? They just officially reunited. And now they're not on TV. Don't go on Twitter, folks. (laughs) If you're... If you're wondering how DIY can have two huge wins back-to-back and then not be on TV at all except for NXT the next week, don't go on Twitter because that confused the entire hell out of me. But still, I'm I'm, I'm being around the bush on purpose because some people will just get what I'm inferring. Other people still don't want to know, so I'm being courteous for them. But yeah, I mean, on one hand... Vince McMahon has a history of using tag teams to introduce people and get them over before he breaks them up. On the other hand, it's like Aleister Black and Ricochet do not go together. They they work together. It's cool. But at the same time, it's like you're basically making Aleister Black human. And you're making Ricochet like, you know, a person in a tag team. I think one of Ricochet's biggest things is like, being more than an awesome 10 out of 10 wrestler. Putting him in a tag team with somebody like Aleister Black, I don't know if his character is ever going to shine and develop like that. Because when you think about Ricochet, the WWE version, what is Ricochet's character? He reminds me of like Spider-Man more than anything. But I don't know if that's a good thing. Because when you watch the Avengers, do you really watch the Avengers for Spider-Man? He is an Avenger, but I mean, does anybody think Avengers Spider-Man? Not really. Exactly. He's he's there. So it's like you don't you don't want that with Ricochet. You don't want the guy who can do a bunch of cool shit who's a good tag team wrestler, but you don't really know what he is besides a really, really good wrestler. Because in this generation of WWE, everybody's a good wrestler. But at the same time, there's a reason why the WrestleMania card only has one for sure match and another match that's definitely gonna happen. Mind you, by the way. I know I'm not jumping ahead. I'm just trying to figure out and remember real quick. Real quick and we can get back to Raw. Miz and Shane were on TV or no? Shane was. Miz wasn't. Yeah, my bad, my bad, my bad. So that's, that's a whole other thing. But that, that goes to the point, though. Like, Ricochet is a great wrestler. Aleister Black is like a cruiserweight undertaker. But they're in a tag team, so how are we supposed to get the best of them if they have to, like, work within the confines of the tag division? in the format of a tag team match. Because if you look at WWE's tag team matches, they stay the same. The format of a WWE tag team match is the same. Also, another thing you have to think of is like, okay, if Ricochet and Aleister Black are going to be a tag team on the main roster, how do they get on TakeOver or WrestleMania now? 
Because see, the problem is, okay, you got called up. The the bad thing is though, like, okay, like you just got called up to the main roster in the middle of the WrestleMania push, and you're like this brand new rookie tag team. But you got That's called up. Yeah, all four guys on all three brands. But the thing is though, Gargano is at least NXT champ. I mean, uh, uh Champa is at least NXT champion. He's gonna be on takeover no matter what, even if he's losing the belt to go to the main roster full time. The other three, it's like they have no belt. <laughs> and they're on the main roster. So it's like you're in that gray area of where it's like, oh shit, which big show are you gonna be on? Because the reason why Ricochet being in the tag team on the main roster bothers me is because it's going to be really easy for him to get lost in the shuffle. Alistair Black, they may find something for him at TakeOver. But Ricochet being Ricochet and not really having like a character yet, he doesn't have anything yet on the, on the main roster or in WWE except he's really, really amazing. But everybody's really, really amazing on the main roster. And being just getting there and being in a makeshift tag team ain't going to get him on the card. It might get him on the kickoff show, but I mean, kickoff show at WrestleMania when like nobody's watching, NXT TakeOver. No, I think that's like the only kickoff show people actually pay attention to is the WrestleMania one. You think so? Dude, you got to remember, I was at WrestleMania two years ago. That place was damn cool. Darnell, come on, bro. You're talking about being at WrestleMania. I'm talking about the people who aren't there. The ones that have to tune in on YouTube, the ones who are getting off work, the ones who are getting back from church. I'm talking about you bought a ticket to WrestleMania. You damn sure going to get your money's worth and be at the kickoff show. Like, when it's WrestleMania, you, you get that adrenaline, you get that excitement. Like, you can't wait till 7 o'clock to get here. So you have to, you know, try to do something. I mean, so I, feel, I feel you, but at the same time, it's like, Again, you were like at WrestleMania. It is a completely different thing. Like people who watch the Super Bowl could give a damn about the halftime show. People at the Super Bowl may give a damn about the halftime show. When you're there, it's a completely different animal. Because at because like if people really cared, why did they do a battle royale where Mojo Raleigh won, and we see where Mojo Raleigh is at? And where the Cruiserweight Championship didn't even make the DVD. Good point. Fair point. So, I mean, but, but what, I'm, what I'm saying is, I would hope that I'm wrong and you're right. But I don't think that neither of us are 100% right. I think we're in the middle, which makes it even worse. Because if nobody really cares or hates the kickoff show, that's even worse. Because it's like, what is Ricochet doing? Being a part of a battle royale he's not going to win? Or, God forbid, he wins it. And everybody who's ever won that battle royale has toiled. Baron Corbin lost his cash in. Mojo Riley did a promo in the mirror, and we haven't seen him since. Nobody wants to win that battle royale. Cesaro, God bless him, got super lucky being in the bar with Sheamus. Speaking of tag teams, you asked for it. You should get it at Fastlane. Yes. Also, connection, first title defense. The slaughter. By the way, I could have swore Tamina was like Ephesians or something. She You're not Samoan, but... <laughs> but you know, it's 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 cool. I mean, you know, it's catchy. So there you go. You go your first women's title defense. 
I ain't even gonna front like I ever do, but still, it's like, bruh, I'm I'm keeping it 100 on both sides of the fence. The same way I didn't want AJ Styles to be involved in the WWE Championship at the Elimination Chamber, I'm trying to figure out why Nia Jackson Tamina are the first defense, but the title is for all three brands. In which the champs made an appearance on NXT. Which makes it even more like, come on, bro. Nobody from NXT was even in the chamber. You literally just beat this team. And the team wasn't even the second to last team to lose. Like, they weren't even the last team to lose. I, I don't get it, bro. Because, like, you're in, you're in the inaugural title match. You make it end-to-end with Boston Hug Connection. You don't get a title match. Now, granted, it's because Mandy Rose is busy. But at the same time, it's like, okay, like, brother. That brings up a question. Brings up a question. Mm-hmm. They doing this at Fastlane. What's going to happen at WrestleMania? Dude, like, and I wanted to wait till SmackDown to ask that exact question because SmackDown literally made me ask that the entire show. Like, wait a minute. If X is happening at Fastlane, what does that mean for Y? Like before, before we dig deeper into this question, what else was relevant on Raw? We talk about what Roman Reigns. We talk about Bacon Ronda. I think that might have been it. Okay, digging deeper into this question, I remember saying last week that. If Kofi Kingston isn't at WrestleMania in the WWE Championship match, who would they build up in a couple of weeks? Kevin Owens has come back to replace Kofi Kingston in the title match at Fastlane, but Darnell. Huge comeback, surprise comeback. Vince McMahon does the Vince McMahon routine. There's still hope, Darnell. I'm not giving up hope. Oh no! See people looking at her. See, after I really let it sink in, I was like, "Wait a minute, Kevin Owens fighting that fast lane." Either Kevin Owens is going to win the belt, or Daniel Bryan is going to retain. One of two things is going to happen. So they going to say Kofi for Mania, dude? If Kofi doesn't lose that fast lane. He never wasted his opportunity. Kofi would have had to win the belt at Fastlane to main event at WrestleMania. Now, now, New Day can be left off the pay-per-view and campaign. New Day can say, how did this man have the performance of a lifetime at Elimination Chamber and he's not even on the next pay-per-view? How did this man have a WWE Championship match and you don't even find another contest for him? Like, Big E and Woods, the way that they sold Kofi getting robbed and the way that Kofi was just like basically holding back tears. This isn't the new day, you know, being in. So this is Kofi Kingston of the new day and his new day brothers, basically as his two managers and his two campaigners in the back, the way that Big E and Xavier Woods were like yelling and screaming and shouting. And Kofi was just in the middle, like dejected. This is it folks. Now look, I don't know if like long term Kofi wins and then you have the the breakup that you all seem to want. Be careful what you wish for. Y'all all might get the little breakup that you want after Kofi wins. But dude, this is the perfect example of the New Day never had to break up for them to be in the main event picture. 
they will tell you themselves that their goal is to get the World Heavyweight Championship on Kofi Kingston's place. Xavier Woods will tell you, Big E will tell you, their goal is to make Kofi World Champion. That is their sole purpose in life, is to get the World Championship on Kofi. Look at how New Day was portrayed this week and tell me that Kofi Kingston isn't the leader of a stable and not a member of a tag team right now. When I look at Kofi Kingston right now, I think of him as the leader of the New Day. I don't think of him as a third of the New Day. That being said. How things have changed. How things have changed, because Darnell, now, now you're not trying to build up somebody in two weeks before WrestleMania. Now you have somebody to put asses in seats for Fastlane, and you have your WrestleMania story continuing. There is hope, Darnell. There's even more hope now than there was before. By, by the way, may we applaud Kevin on because he didn't give no hint of him coming back. Bro, when I saw when when he was giving those little I never would have I like never. This is why this is why I don't be refreshing Twitter or checking checking Twitter before I start tweeting because I don't want to hear no spoilers, I don't want to hear no rumors. When because when Vince came out, it was like you knew what was about to happen. You knew the screw job was about to happen. But you didn't know Kevin Owens was about to come back. Not that quickly. We thought Carol will be back in time for Mania. <laughs> he was saying months in the video. We were thinking Battle Royale. We were thinking, you know, you know, stuff like that. We weren't thinking, goddamn, world title match of Fastlane? And give it up to Vince. He just, you wanted something, we wanted something new, right? Mm-hmm. You want something new? How about this? Kevin Owens, you coming back? Yo, for, you can get a title match right away. What? Wait a minute. This, this is not what you do? No more automatic championship matches. And again, like it's not that I have anything against AJ Styles. I'm not digging into AJ Styles. But what made it even better was Kevin Owens comes back. Kofi Kingston gets robbed. AJ Styles has a promo where the interview is basically asking him, you're in a slump. And then Randy Orton comes up and just makes like a house that AJ Styles built. Yo, can they say that for WrestleMania, please? Bruh, my thing is like, wait a minute. AJ Styles, Randy Orton. Wait a minute. AJ Styles in a different feud. Wait a minute. AJ Styles saying he's in a slump. New title picture. New title picture. AJ Styles is in the slump. Kevin Owens comes back and is going to be at Fastlane. Kofi Kingston doesn't have anything to do, but Vince McMahon robbed Kofi. Vince McMahon doesn't rob a baby face unless that baby face is in the midst of a massive push. Darnell, we hit the trifecta. AJ Styles out the picture, Vince McMahon screw job, replaced in the title match. Again, there is more hope than we've ever had before. Does it sound like a pattern, people? He did the exact same thing to Becky Lynch. And what happened? So Becky Lynch is the Austin of this era. So Kofi Keaton got to be somebody different. I mean, how many people got screwed over? Rocky didn't get screwed over. Rocky was a part of the corporation. He was. That being said, I mean. And then, think, let's think about this. AJ Styles and Randy Orton at WrestleMania. I'm there for that. That's one of those matches where it's like, that, that is the random-ass marquee match that we didn't even know we wanted. We didn't even know it was on the table. 
Now you gotta you gotta sell tickets, Darnell. You gotta sell subscriptions. And right now, Fast Lane doesn't have much going for it. So you know that that match might be on Fast Lane, but I mean, we're only confirming what on matches I know is confirmed is the SmackDown Tag Team Title Match, WWE Match, the Women's Tag Team Match. That's basically it. That's what I'm saying. It's like you know, we may get that match at Fastlane, which isn't a bad thing. It's just how how could we get this match to WrestleMania? How could we get AJ Styles and Randy Orton, who are basically going to be fighting over nothing but pride and male ego, to WrestleMania? Which is intriguing. Like how what what about AJ Styles can Randy Orton pick at? AJ Styles is the best wrestler in the world. He doesn't have a gimmick. He doesn't have an entrance. Like he said, the house that AJ Styles. What? Oh, oh yes. Because <laughs> Randy Orton, people forget. People forget. I think it was the two thousand and was it two thousand six or two thousand five brand extension. I think it was the two thousand five brand extension. And Randy Orton was the second pick for SmackDown. Of course, Batista was the fifth pick. But but Randy Orton came over in like 2005. He ended up going back on the Raw and everything, doing legacy, putting people in the head, kissing seventh man after DTing or all that good stuff. But Randy Orton has been a staple of SmackDown for a minute now. And some of the most major eras that SmackDown has been through, except for the Attitude Era, Randy's been there. 2002, Randy was there. 2005 through like 2008, Randy was there. Majority of PG era, when there was no brand extension, Randy Orton had moments, kicking Christian in the nuts, all that good stuff. So, it is interesting that Randy Orton took exception to that. Because how long has AJ Styles been there? Since, like, what, 2016? Yeah. I can see Randy having some exception to that. He's not a rookie, but at the same time, it's like, you've only been here for a couple years. You've only won two belts. Well, three, technically. But you've only won two world belts. Who are you? Stealing hand signs. All that good stuff. As long as they as long as they don't drop the ball at fast lane. And you know what I mean by this is as long as they keep some momentum going towards WrestleMania after fast lane, we we're, we're good. We're good. That's all they gotta do. Because now you have everybody thinking of different things. It's just, there's not one thing everybody's set focus on. It's so many things. People attention is everywhere right now. Yeah, but like Fastlane basically has to be the best show possible. If they could just get Fastlane to be like an amazing program, if they could just have like good matches, because it's, it's a story. It's a story driving pay per view. No feuds are going to end at this pay-per-view, which is, which is a good thing. You want the second pay-per-view for WrestleMania to basically be a three-hour kickoff show. You basically want it to be like, oh, snap. This is basically like WrestleMania. This is literally like what we're going to see, but like at WrestleMania, like heights and depths. Now, one thing I did notice, I could be wrong. I ain't know, I ain't see none of the champions on SmackDown. Do I for TV this week? Yeah. What do you mean? 
Okay, yeah, R two. I forgot R two, but I didn't see. You meant, you meant like you meant like in oh you meant like in action? Yeah, I didn't. Because Daniel was in action too. Daniel was in action, but Daniel, but I didn't see Oscar and I didn't see the Usos. It's weird because the Usos were supposed to be on commentary, then they just didn't come out for commentary. It's wild. Speaking of which, I seen you treated by R Truth, and I had to go back and see that match. <laughs> I did. I did not know a baby president was allowed to steal matches. Well, you know, the sad thing is the match wasn't even about him. It was about Ray and Andrade. So <laughs> that's crazy. Like R Truth in 2019 is getting like an actual championship reign. Uh, R Truth in 2019 talking about he looked up to John Cena. Like excellence, I t- dude. Wasn't that the first actual match too? I think it was. I I keep I say it every week, whether it's on Twitter or this podcast. And I'm gonna say it again this week. Our truth is the greatest undercarder of all time. I have never seen somebody be first on every goddamn show and win a tournament, win a championship, have a WWE championship match go up against people who are main eventers in NXT and were main eventing in the world title picture at the time. Tell me what are what tell me what undercarder comes out and is the first match every week and has actually accomplished stuff like our truth. Our truth is goddamn he's either 50 or about to be 50. He's coming out first every week on SmackDown. He's he's getting backstage segments. He's getting he's getting skits in the Royal Rumble. He's getting I've never seen it. In this era where like everybody wants to complain on Twitter about their faves and everything, it's just one of those things where it's like I look at our truth and I'm just like, God damn, if our truth our truth knows something that everybody else doesn't. Our truth knows something that every wrestler, promoter, fan, media person, like he knows something that everybody don't know. Because he done had the death spot and just actually became something with it. Man, I thought the U.S. title was just going to be off TV till he lost. <laughs> I didn't even want the front. I thought, like, oh, Archie was on TV. He about to lose. I tried to enter him with I was like, there's no way in hell. And on top of that, R-Truth ain't even got to be involved in the finish. It's a triple threat. And yet, he still, he still stole the dare match. <laughs> Shout out to our truth, the legend, the living legend, the Hall of Famer, the God. <laughs> Just right. It's it's between him and Booker T, and I think Booker T will get it because he had five world championship reigns in the middle of the Attitude Era for WCW during the Monday Night War. But I mean, our truth is like number two, two-time NWA champion, numerous time TNA slash NWA World Tag Team Champion, WWE Tag Team Champion. Two-time United States champion, like he up there. He's one of the. It's just it's weird because him and Booker T are both old, but they don't seem old. But they really OGs in the game. <laughs> and you just look at him and it's like if if oh god, like I can't. Then you have Kofi. God, no, Kofi's in everything but win a world title. I'm 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 glad you went back to Kofi because how did you feel when Kevin Owens asked for asked the team up with Kofi? It took me by surprise, and I was still waiting. I, the show was off, and I was still waiting for Kevin Owens to turn on Kofi. 
I'm still waiting for Kevin Owens. I'm I'm waiting on Twitter to have a video on Twitter of Kevin Owens jumping Kofi Kingston in the back. I'm 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 just trying to figure out like how this is happening to where Kevin Owens is a part of like one of the most heartbreaking screw jobs in WWE history. And he's a baby face. Darnell, he used the stunner. <laughs> he stuttered, Brian. Darnell, he used the stone cold stunner. You can't you can't be a heel and use the stunner. Unless you're Stone Cold himself, you cannot be a bad guy and use the Stone Cold Stunner. It just doesn't work that way. Them's the rules. I did not see that coming. And it's weird because, like, when Brian kicked out the pop-up powerbomb, I was like, oh, well, you know, Kevin Owens is Canadian. Maybe he's going to use the sharpshooter or some shit. Then no. he bust out a stunner. When he kicked out, I'm like, okay, well, Kofi hit. Like, this is like a good moment for Kofi tag himself in and win the match. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, okay, Kofi. Come on, Kofi. <laughs> a blind tag, uh, Trouble in Paradise, or like a splash or some shit. I don't know. But Kevin so, like, Owens stunner and like exactly what it exactly what the name was. Everybody was stunned. And then after the match when they're off TV, you can see Kevin Owens doing the baby face, like you know, uh, when I win, you're gonna get a shot. Yada 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 yada. And it's like, oh shit. Like when is Maybe, maybe if Kevin Owens does the deal, maybe that's when, you know, the the true Kevin Owens comes out. But until then, like, it's it's hard for me to trust this. Uh, he rarely spoke, though. That's the crazy thing. <laughs> Bruh, I loved how he came out. <laughs> And just like beeline to the ring and just sat down and didn't even look at Kofi. <laughs> he, everybody's been in the background. The Stephen Man and Shaman Man are like, "What the hell, Dad?" And Kevin Owens just sits there, and Daniel's just like, "Well, <laughs> I don't care what nobody say." Daniel Bryan was happy. Oh, and Russell Talk, Russell Talk mentioned this, and oh my god, I didn't notice until they said something. Darnell, the way. That Daniel Bryan looked at Kofi Kingston when the match first started and just tagged out Rowan. He literally gave the, you know what, this is this is effed up. This is this is this sucks for you. I feel for you. But you ain't worth my time anymore. <laughs> he just tagged out. It was like he felt sorry for Kofi, but at the same time, it was just like he was done with Kofi. He was relieved. <laughs> He was he was like sorry about your damn luck. It, this is unfortunate for you. You don't got to deal with it no more. I just I just like how like everybody in the ring, even Rowan was just like he tra- he was just like he grimaced like damn, <laughs> damn. Everybody involved was just like damn. <laughs> and you will not beat me again. <laughs> I just, I just, it was, oh God, it was great. It, it's weird because, you know, last week, Art Anderson gets released. They announced Bruce, Bruce Pritchard in like a huge creative role. And usually when there's like a release backstage with a producer, you're like, oh, okay, well, you know, whatever. But when they said like major creative role, you were like, dang, this close to WrestleMania? And then this week a TV happened and it's like, I'm with it. 
I'm with it. Like, I don't know what you did. I don't know whether you changed scripts. I don't know whether you told them to fall different. I don't know whether you told them to, like, say this word different than you usually say. I don't know what you did, Bruce Pritchard, but keep doing it. Because it went from, it went from what the hell are we doing? It's almost WrestleMania to what the hell is going on? It's almost WrestleMania. Nothing is for sure. Like, I, I, I honestly feel like everything on the card has a chance. Like, the one thing, though, the one thing about as far as WrestleMania development goes that I'm concerned, concerned about, I'm confused about, is, okay, Roman's back, which is great. At the same time, though, we know that Roman, the Royal Rumble's over. He's on Raw. I'm concerned about if this is really Dean's last hurrah, I'm concerned if Vince McMahon is going to go for the money grab because WrestleMania is going to be the last opportunity to have a shield match for a very, very long time. However, you you can't do it because like you can't have two Royal Rumble winners, even if Ronda, even if Becky ends up in the match, which we all pretty much are for sure know that she's going to even if Becky ends up in the match, you can't have a year where both Royal Rumble winners are removed from the main events. Like it, it's just weird. Now, granted, granted, um, it switches things up and it lets you know that like it, everything is like nothing's for sure. Everything can get torn up at the same time. It's always like, bro, if the Royal Rumble doesn't matter, that pay per view is going to end up being like Survivor Series, and you don't want that. Because think about it, without knowing who's going to main event WrestleMania, what is the Royal Rumble for? It's just like Money in the Bank. Now, Money in the Bank, you had you had the women go undefeated. You had the men go undefeated for like, you know, eight years. But now with the women, it's like, okay, no woman has lost yet, but you had like three dudes in a row lose. Like, we're going to... After a while, you're gonna stop caring about the Money in the Bank match, because it's like Alexa Bliss won the second time, Carmella won the first time. So you had a surprise the first time, then you had somebody who's already like made the second time. Whereas with the Money in the Bank match for the men, it's like okay, Baron Corbin. It was like I don't know what 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 we really expected, mind you. At the time, Junior Mahal was WWE champion, so that was a complete toss up. But I think Damian Sandow he lost his. But then no no because you had Seth, you had Seth. I think Seth was after Damian Sando. Then I think he had Sheamus. Sheamus and Seth. But somebody before Baron Corbin lost. I forgot who. John Cena. He lost? Big Show knocked him out. Wait. I thought that was the I thought that was the PG PG era. That was that was before Corbin? Yeah. So John Cena won Money in the Bank twice? Baron Corbin used that against John Cena. So, Bar- so John Cena's won the Money in the Bank twice. John Cena won Money in the Bank. He won the cash in. He failed to cash in. Baron Corbin brought that up when he was Money in the Bank winner. That was way back though. Somebody, no, I'm talking about somebody before Baron Corbin. Like I'm talking about right before, like the year before. When did Baron Corbin win that Money in the Bank contract? I think it was 2017. Because I think this year it was Braun. Because this year, remember, they put the brands back together. Mm-hmm. 
So this year it was Braun. Last year it was Baron. And I forgot who won the. No, wait. I think they did something weird. I think they did it to where like one show got the briefcase and the other yeah. show was just like ass out. Pretty much. Okay. So, yeah. So, I guess it was either Seamus or Seth. I don't know. But digressing a lot. Um, actually, no, not really. Because it just, it just goes back to the, okay, so like, I'm still, oh, no, 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 no. We can get back to it now. We can get back to it now. I had to save it. Do you think that they're really going to award Charlotte? No. Do you, so do you think it's going to stay vacated and like Becky comes out and does like the baby face thing and like she just messes up the ceremony and Charlotte's like never officially made champion? Or do you think that Ronda Rouse is going to be like, wait a minute, I ain't say I just gave up the title. Like, how do you think they're going to do it? Ronda Rouse is getting the title back. Like, I, you know what would be like awesome? Dude, what if they basically made Ronda be champion? What if they said, I don't know who you think you are, but you're not just going to vacate our title. Like, you belong to us. We own you. You defend when we say defend. You lose when we say you lose. Like, what if they just, like, went full-blown, like, man? Like, you're not going to ruin our main event because you feel some type of way. Because think about it. Stephen McMahon in the ring can't do anything to Ronda Rousey. But Stephen McMahon, the chief brand officer, ho, ho, ho. Mr. McMahon, the promoter, Mr. McMahon. Ho, ho, ho. Like, Ronda Rousey was UFC for a short period of time. And now when she gets to WWE, they just make her. Like, it just, it's the ultimate, like, oh, my God, we knew this wasn't going to last. We knew it was too good to be true. Those dastardly McMahons. We knew they were scoundrels. We knew it all along. I still think Ronda's going to be the champion. She loses that WrestleMania to Becky Lynch. I think that's what's happening. I I, I definitely think there's a chance that McMahon's pull a hole. Who do you think you are? You're not going to vacate our belt. I think – but, no, but the weird thing is, though, like Charlotte said, Mr. McMahon is going to award her. So now the weird thing is, like, do the kids rebel? The XFL is coming soon. Is this a power play? I think Russell talked mentioned that too on like their episode. He was like, is this a power play, Darnell? Could this lead to like, you know, the good old days where like all the McMahons hated each other? Like a McMahon has a wrestler each in one corner? Fatal four way? So that would be what McMahon has Charlotte, Stephanie would be with Rhonda, and that would leave Shane to go with Becky. I don't even think that, though, because I think they're a unified front as far as Becky is concerned, meaning that three didn't mind Becky as long as she apologized and one doesn't want Becky. But again, I would still leave Ronda. I mean, me too, because Shane never said anything about it. Well, I mean, hell, that's the shame of Shane. Shane's more SmackDown than anything. It's weird because they kept they kept commissioners but they didn't necessarily keep, like, 
everything else. And you know, it's really like they it's basically they there's four commissioners. That's basically what. Which is cool. It's just going forward. Tis interesting. Tis yeah. interesting. Why don't you talk about the Dusty Rose classic? It's weird because I accidentally looked at what was going to happen. So you talk about it because I already know what's going to happen. I don't want to slip up. Uh, DIY is back. Mm-hmm. Black and Alistair are ta- uh, tag team. Of course. Did they say? Did they say who they're going against? I think they did. I don't remember what I'm talking about here right now. Uh, but street- no, I know. But like, so, but did they say it though? No. Dang it. Oh, Darnell. Oh, my God. When you figure out who they're going against. Oh, God. Like, yeah, they did. Because yeah, one of the matches, I was like, I don't know how that's going to work. So, I mean, I'm going to say it. So, if they didn't say no, it, it's no, your no, fault. We need to know all the teams. Because I know Street Profit, DIY, Alistair Black, Unspitted Era, Mustache Mountain. Is it Mustache Mountain? Yeah. And I think it's like oh, I forgot. Oh, Oak Lorne. Like the British dudes. Yeah. Like two British, like Orny Logan or Logan Orny. Like his name is very confusing if you don't know it off the top of your head. It's them, the British dudes, Mustache Mountain, Undisputed Air, DIY, Street Profits, uh, War Machine, uh, Alice the Black and Ricochet. And we're missing one. Did you say the Forgotten Sons? Okay, Forgotten Sons. There we go. Those are all the teams. But that doesn't even matter. That doesn't even matter. We're going to talk about NXT. We're going to talk about the Dark. Okay. dark. <laughs> the first round match pass DIY and Undisputed Era. I was like, "Sweet baby Jesus, how's this going to work?" It ain't. <laughs> it ain't. Oh god! All right, somebody WrestleMania hoes is gonna be in question, like for surely after next week. <laughs> That's what I mean, like, bro. Like, we don't know what the hell is about to happen. Somebody, because I said it in the beginning of the year. I didn't know of undisputed era. And it, it, this was the year for them to dominate NXT, not get called up. Now that Vince McMahon did what he did and basically confirmed that for us, because come on, bro, that's ten NXT people. That's ten NXT people before WrestleMania. If he calls up anybody else, people on the main roster need to really start being worried. But, like, I mean, Darnell. Um, Darnell, like, the first round itself. <laughs> first round. I was like, really? How? How? And you know what's so weird? I remember, like, in the beginning stages, when, like, the Nevilles and the Corey Graves, the original Ascension, like, yeah, there was, like, a there was a version of the Ascension before the current Ascension. Victor wasn't always a member. But, like, bruh, I remember, um, like, the tag division beforehand. And it was, like, yeah, you know, you had your, like, like Samoa Joe and Finn Balor. I think they won one year. You had your other stuff. But, like, dude, this year, this year is the first year I could look at the Dusty Rhodes Classic and be like, they really developed the tag division. Like, the tag division has come, like, full circle. After, like, years of investment and scouting and just finding people and developing people, this is the year. 
every tag team in this tournament is interesting. Every tag team in this tournament on paper has a reason why they should win the tournament. Even Forgotten Sons. Forgotten Sons, they need something to make them, like, matter. What better way to matter than beating this field? Street Profits. They're champions in a different company. They don't went out, quote-unquote, all over the world <laughs> and won a belt. So that means like they're not just one of the best tag teams in NXT. They went outside of the NXT floodgates and proved it in a different promotion. Like, every tag team has that heat. And what else? Um, there, was, there was something. Io Shirai and Bianca Belair in two weeks. Ooh. With the person going to take over. Ooh. Where do we go from here? Cause see, Dar- and Darno, this is the this is the thing that gets lost in the shuffle, especially now with like four of the top guys getting called up. Darnell, we are not only in WrestleMania season; we are officially in Takeover season. We got to figure out. Who's facing who? And and takeover is only gonna get like five matches at the most. Be five great ones. Oh, that goes without saying at this point. You know, takeover is gonna come with the heat. But man, I know, brother. Are we are we gonna are we gonna do Bianca Belair one and done? Mm-hmm. What kind of world would it be if they did? It would be a cool world. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm trying to think. Cause I feel like I feel like we found a way to get to 53 minutes. Yeah, I, we found a way to get to every WrestleMania development or potential development that has happened. I think we did. I think we made it through Darnell. Is there any detail you could think of that may have been missed? Mm, nah, I can't. I mean, there's some more stuff that'd be written. We don't know what Everything Dream gonna do. We don't know what Adam Cole yeah, that's weird, man. Like, Undisputed Era as a tag team clearly has something to do. But, uh, yeah, like, what are we doing here, fellas? What, what, what about our leader? Adam Cole's kind of like, you know, not chilling, but kind of chilling. Waiting in the wings, if you will. But, you know, answers. Answers will come. Oh, and shout out to Buddy Murphy for saying he's going to take a couple weeks off. I don't think he's really taking a couple weeks off, but even if they did give him a couple weeks off, that's cool. Build up the damn roster. Hopefully they can make the main card. Man, he's a champ. He's on the takeover, so. Like, 205 oh. Live. Unless it's a bit of time now. One thing I'll say about 205 Live, since we're at, like, that portion of the show. Don't ever accuse them 
of not giving a damn about their belt. I don't know if like Vince McMahon and creative does, but that brand and those writers, they give a damn about that belt. They didn't had tournaments. They didn't had they had a they had the inaugural champion crowned after a World Cup. Let's call the Cruiserweight Championship like Cruiserweight Classic what it was. It was an actual World Cup, not whatever they tried to do in Saudi Arabia. They had a World Cup to crown the doggone inaugural Cruiserweight Champion. After that, they've had like pretty much a smorgasbord. They've had a showman. They've had high flyers. They've had strikers. They've had like all you could think of. They've given that belt to every kind of wrestler possible and given it as much diversity as possible. Now, they're having yet another tournament. Like, they don't just, you know, randomly announce stuff on Twitter. Sometimes they do, but sometimes that's just, you know, you want to be on the show or not. Okay. So, I don't know when it'll finally get its due. I don't know if it'll ever get its due. But that brand be putting in work. The guys in that brand put in work. And it's just interesting, Darnell, because, like, no lie. And I know this is, like, wrestling nerddom, but there's only, like, three junior heavyweight championships that matter right now. There's the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. There's the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. And then there's the NWA Junior Heavyweight Championship. And that's AWOL, too. So you would think with WWE having one of the best championships in the industry and, you know, WWE having so many junior heavyweights on their roster, they would kind of care more about that belt. You know what? Speaking of the Cruiserweights, your thoughts on Leo Rush before we get out of here? I'm conflicted. I'm honestly conflicted. Leo Rush is probably <clears throat> Leo Rush as a manager is on par with Xavier Woods. And when I say that, I mean Xavier Woods, New Day was dead in the water. Xavier Woods put his career on the line, was basically a mascot in tights for like the first half year of the New Day heel run. <clears throat> it was essentially the manager on the sidelines, trolling the audience and getting heat for Big E and Kofi Kingston. With Xavier Woods and pitching a heel new to Vince McMahon literally got that trio over to the point where they are now. Leo Rush did the same thing with Bobby Lashley. Now, granted, he didn't politic to be a part of Bobby Lashley's, like, you know, thing, but what he did do was took what was given to him and got Bobby Lashley to the Intercontinental Championship. Bobby Lashley went from a baby face with a vertical suplex as his finisher that just smiled and said nothing to, wow, Bobby Lashley is a dick. Wait a minute. Is that a personality? I mean, Leo Rush has the opportunity to be like the, one of the best managers, period, right now across any promotion. On the other hand, I'm conflicted because Leo Rush has only been wrestling since 2015. He's a former CZW World Heavyweight Champion. He's main event shows. Granted, they were American indie shows, but I mean, Leo Rush, if he was in the independents longer, if he was like outside of WWE longer, I feel like Leo Rush would have eventually became IWGP Junior Champion 
or I feel like he would have won like the ROH TV title or something. I feel like Leo Rush would have went to those heights if he stayed outside of WWE longer. He's really good. He is really, really good. The match he had with Finn, the way he took bumps from Lashley, the way the, like the way he did the segment with Alexa Bliss and Finn, the way he sold getting yelled at by Lashley after he lost the Intercontinental title match. He has it. The only thing that sucks and the only thing that might make him be a manager long term is the fact that he's like Rey Mysterio's size. Even in this era, I don't know if Vince McMahon and the rest of WWE Creative are going to give somebody Leo Rush's size a shot. What about you? Wow. I was trying to figure out how they're going to keep this going after what happened at the chamber. So when they did his Alexa Bliss and Fan Bella angle, in which um, Little Miss Bliss better told her mind because she's starting to flirt with too many people. Leo mm. Wars comes out, speeds his way into a title match that he wasn't trying to speed his way into. <laughs> and it makes me wonder where, where are, how far are they going with this? Because if I remember correctly, Barbara Lassie had to deal with the monster. <laughs> uh-huh. And you know, Fan Bounce is a baby face, so he ain't saying no to no challenge anyway. This is true. Go rush into a into a title match, which is like unheard of. A champion going somebody else into a title match. A trap. So I'm trying to figure it out. I'm starting to think they got something planned for those two at WrestleMania. I just don't know what it is. Leo Rush? You talking about Leo Rush and Bobby Lashley or Leo Rush and Finn? Leo Rush and Bobby Lashley. Oh, yeah. See, here's what would suck, though. Like, if Bobby Lashley doesn't have the IC title, that match ain't getting on the main show. Like, I mean, here's the weird thing about WrestleMania. You need to fill out the show. That includes the kickoff. The kickoff for WrestleMania is like two hours. You could fit three matches on there. But, like, you know the first match is going to be a battle royale. Got that. You know, the Cruiserweight Championship is going to be a match. And then, yeah, that third one is up in the air if it makes it because the battle royale is going to take a long time. It's something something to think about. It is something to ponder. It's something to ponder. But we have reached that sweet time limit. We have reached the magic hour. So do you have any final, final, final things that you want to say before we move on now? I'll be back Wednesday previewing conference tournament for college basketball because guess what? March is here. It is. Yeah, but it, yep, it'll be March 1st by the time it's going down. So, oh, and 
Big shout out. See, we it's a long time before we do the college football podcast and an extremely long time before we do the NFL. So after this now, shout out to Tony Harris, the first ever female player in college football history to get a scholarship at a skill position. She's a safety and she's going to Central Methodist University in Fayette, Missouri. It's an NIA school. I was going to go NIA. NIA is another opportunity. I'm very happy that we're making these advancements. We have a national women's team, the USA football field. There's like multiple women's football leagues and all that stuff. And hey, if you want to deal with it and you're good enough, go for it. We just need more coaches to give the opportunity, which the coach at Central Methodist University did. Shout out to the living legend. I saw her highlight tape. She's a ball. Other than that, yeah. We'll talk to you guys later.